How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 36 of the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. This is the midweek edition. I'm Josh Hutchinson, and with me, I've got the man featured in one of the latest memes on Texas Rangers Reddit. It's John Binkle. What's up, Banksy? Hutch, I'm famous, bud. This afternoon, I got a bunch of texts asking if it was me uh, in a post on the Rangers subreddit. So uh, it's labeled how I feel so far this season. And I've got a rally cap and my Kanye circa 2005 sunglasses on upside down. They were down three to one in the ninth last night. And uh, and I put it on. So short story shorter, my wife and I caught the game against the Rockies uh, from the second row from, you know, some steel seats. A uh, real bad storm here last night. And I decided to try and get the ninth inning comeback momentum going the old-fashioned way. And, well, the camera caught me at the right time. And let's say that I look just less than enthused. It's it's a good uh, picture. You you have, like, is. this dejected look on your face. It's fucking hilarious. It, I, look, I look like that dejected baby meme. Yeah, for it, sure. it reminds me of – I don't know if – I don't know if this was just a Leafs Twitter thing, but uh, back – in like 2017 uh, when they were in a playoff series against Washington, uh, they caught a guy with face paint and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, like leaf face paint. It had like a big maple leaf and uh, it just became a meme on Twitter. Everyone changed their like Twitter avatars to the pick this picture of this guy. And then everyone just called him dark guy. Cause he just had like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And like for a while he became this sensation, like, People were interviewing him on Toronto radio, Toronto sports radio all the time. Uh, he got a radio show on TSN radio in Toronto for a bit. Like it was, it was insane. He has a podcast. Like he just became this guy and it, it's the, it was the weirdest, the weirdest thing. So I'm like, so I'm like, Hey, maybe we can, maybe we can get this going for Binksy here. Coincidentally, bro. I, I was on the radio last night. I called into, uh, to the local radio show to, uh, chat with a dude. I'm usually t- chatting with on Twitter. He, he works, um, on the Rangers broadcast and, uh, yeah, I was actually on the radio last night. Uh, my call cut out like right before my actual question. I won't, bore <laughs> ho- I won't bore hockey fans with my, with my, uh, with my diligent notes about baseball, but um, yeah, wouldn't you know it, dude? Um, I had a coworker come in a little bit later in the day and tell me that I was actually on the jumbotron at the same time. Um, That's awesome. So funny enough, funny. That's not the first time I've been on TV at uh, Rangers games, but no one's ever posted about me before. So (laughs) it's cool. It was cool. (laughs) That's good. But uh, I digress. Let's talk hockey. I before. Yeah. Before we jump into it, uh, I noticed your jersey there. What do you got? What do you got on today? So this is a newbie. I've got the yeah. uh, I've got the 2020 Winter Classic Roman Yossi on, um, which I distinctly remember the Stars winning because I was in attendance at the Cotton Bowl. Um, there's there is something just epic about watching hockey outdoors with like 80,000 people, dude. It is. Yeah, it's, it was amazing. But um, yeah, I didn't want to stand in the ridiculous line um, to get a stars sweater. So I still lack that one. But uh, I picked this one up the other day and I figured, you know, not a better time to wear it than after he racks up 10 shots on 30 minutes. So yeah, that, uh, I tried to get to it to the Heritage Classic this year, but uh, the tickets were an insane amount of money it was they just was uh, ridiculous they just announced one um they're gonna do another one at Fenway, yeah, boston so. and uh pittsburgh yeah, I yeah saw that. Dude. that's awesome I, uh, part of me wants really wants to go to that and then the other part of me does not want to be outside in boston in nah, in, nah. in january that's a that true sounds, winter classic that just sounds terrible i don't yeah, i really want to do that because i've never been to fenway but that it, it's that a true awful. winter experience apparently the the one in uh the one in hamilton this year was like really bitterly cold and so windy just the location like there was so much wind coming off the water so i feel like that's not great i feel like that's a lot of whiskey in my coffee that morning <laughs> i don't, don't want to do that i got some raptors gear on today i got my my championship hat i got my Fred, Freddie Van Vliet. Oh yeah, jersey. Yeah, they're, um, and uh, they're, they they clinched a playoff spot last week. They're starting uh, their series against the Sixers on Saturday. I'm so psyched. I so badly want to ruin Joel Embiid's year once again. I 
can't stand that guy and james harden now that's that would just be a double bonus oh i don't, I don't have high hopes for the mavs um lucas strained his calf yeah i saw last, that last that's awful so everybody that's in dallas so is on is on luca watch but um like historically we can't beat the suns on our best night and they're clearly the best team in the west so yeah i don't i don't have high hopes for the playoffs but oh that's too bad that that's really terrible timing uh well Shout out to the band there there for our intro and outro music for the podcast. There's a link to their Spotify page in the description of the audio feeds. Uh, and if you could, um, it would be awesome if you could take a moment and leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's great to hear your feedback and it helps the pod reach more people. We're also on YouTube. We're streaming live right now and there will be a video archived on the YouTube channel that you can watch at your leisure. Also, if you want to support Apples and Genos, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash applesgenos. Each monthly tier includes exclusive perks, including extra waiver wire articles, monthly fantasy team assessments from Nate himself, and access to the exclusive Apples and Genos patron league for next year. Um, the, the patron league's been a lot of fun this year. I, know I was going to say, how are you doing? To, to hop on. I'm... Uh, I am currently losing. I'm in the finals um, against, I was the one seed, the number two seed is in the finals. Uh, I'm currently losing, but it's very, very close. It's it, like, it's still, it still could go either way, hundred percent. So I'm, I'm still holding on to hope. Um, last week, last week when we talked about my matchup, I was losing and, and I ended up, I ended up winning. Um thanks to austin matthews mostly <laughs> he had a ridiculous week so uh that that really helps me out so um but yeah i i'm i'm doing pretty well doing pretty well um let's uh let's dive into it let's do some must make moves so must make moves is where we bring uh we each bring two players to the table uh to discuss one that we're going to add and one that we're going to drop so John, who are you adding this week? So I have actually already added um, in anticipation for games later this week. Um, but I have added the just on fire right now, JGP, John Gabriel Peugeot. He's got seven points in his last five games. Um, one of which was shorthanded, which is important in my primary league. Um, averaging 20 sh- 25 shifts per night at 18 minutes average time on ice. Uh, I think that's stemming from being on line two and uh, the center on PP one and the center on PK one. So they just have him out there at virtually every opportunity. And um, personally watching him against the stars, he he's really electric out there right now. I think he's kind of, you know, turned something else on here in this last couple of weeks. Uh, He's delivering a consistent five hits a night, scattering shots and blocks um i don't see you know another hat trick coming down the pike but he has a history of scoring three and four goals a game late in the season it seems like he just kind of over his career has turned it on uh in the last month and into the playoffs so it's certainly possible um so i added him yesterday um in anticipation for the rest of this week and next week where they also have four slates um and didn't start him last night when he had a massive 19 faceoff wins um, and lost 11. So, I mean, 30 attempts at the faceoff is just ridiculous. They clearly are just just throwing him at the wall and seeing what sticks. So um, there for the remainder of this week, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, um, that 19 faceoff wins was against the Penguins, their next game on Thursday, also against the Penguins. You can definitely expect more of the same in the immediate there. Um, And like most of the league, they're also playing four games next week. So at just 30% rostered, um, you're probably hearing his name a lot across podcasts right now and articles. Um, People have been banging the drum for, for Lee and Nelson and to an extent Palmieri, but um, if you're if you're in a bangers cats league, this guy is he's just on fire right now. So I advocated and I have already done it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a little more available than than Lee and Nelson for sure. So so um, uh, probably a little easier to pick up. 
he's always been a guy that that hits but he's getting more ice time like you said and and is putting up some points right now he's red hot so uh hard to complain he's on power play one too which is great um yeah i i mean i totally support that i'm planning on picking him up for the, for the home stretch here this week because that friday sunday uh situation especially this week where uh like we've mentioned many times the heavy nights are really heavy and the off nights are really light. So um, those off nights are super important. So I'm, I'm hoping to, to maximize uh, uh, to, to uh, maximize my games played by picking at least one person up for that Friday, Sunday. So uh, who are you dropping now? So I pulled that trigger yesterday and, you know, everybody um, in the playoffs is, is we talked about it last week is droppable you know it's some of them are going to be emotional gut wrenchers but everybody's droppable provided they're they're not an auto start for you um and my drop this week is vincent say it ain't trocheck um (laughs) one point in the last eight games five points in the last 13 so this is a real cold streak um average time of ice is declining Post the Hurricanes 100-point playoff clinch, um, I want to say almost a week ago now. Um, so hitting the low 16s in the last two games. Um, the team itself is playing a bit better, but he is not. Um, they're playing better around him, and he's playing less and less. And I imagine they're going to keep declining their top players as they go to the playoffs. They have um, one of the top three chances on um, – on moneypuck.com to, to win the cup. And I think that they're just kind of, kind of, just kind of coast right into the playoffs. Um, so he's only averaging 20 shifts per night, which is super low for him. Um, and even with being on line two and power play one and PK one, it's just not a lot going on there. He's still getting a few face-off wins. He's still getting a few hits. He's getting a block or two. Um, and the shots are there. Like he can certainly be a step up from what is on your team, but if he is on your team and not starting, he's a drop. He's got just one off night next week, um, over their four game slate. And there are some, some much better options in terms of games played and opportunity out there right now in the league. So I I had to do it. I had to drop him. It didn't feel good. Um, and I'm definitely going to draft him again next year, but, but at this time of the year, he was my drop. Yeah. At this time of year, like it's do or die. Right. So, uh, it's, you got to make those hard decisions. I also roster Trocheck in multiple leagues and, um, he's been the odd man out, uh, on these heavy nights a lot of the time. So, uh, I'm, I'm holding on to him ju- in, in my cats league just because he gets hits and potentially, uh he has that extra game on the sunday but i don't know like uh, depending on how this week goes he i i could be dropping him too he's definitely on the bubble for me so i i'm 100 percent with you on that uh was that a is that a weezer reference say it ain't trocheck that's my that's that's my go-to karaoke song yeah oh yeah i've only ever done karaoke one time and oh really um... what what did you sing (laughs) I did uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Oh, there you go. That's um, a good one I'd had way, way, way too much tequila that night. And uh, and I have no recollection of it. But uh, everyone, <laughs> I was, was going to say, what did you do during those guitar? I feel like there's a lot of instrumental parts. So, uh, you know, his like uh, his like hip and knee sway. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently I was doing that. Hell yeah. They said I crushed it, but just doing uh, a, but just I have doing no a full Axl Rose impression. I was. <laughs> I was up there dude, just doing the Axl all over the stage. But uh but yeah, That's I have awesome. I have no recollection of it and I will probably never do it again. It was, it was definitely a one hit wonder for me. Um good. So who are you adding? Who's on your radar? All right. Well, I took a look at that as we mentioned that though that Friday, Sunday, there's two teams that are playing both. Friday and Sunday, uh, and that's the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders. So we've kind of exhausted over the last numerous weeks. We talked with the Islanders so much. I thought I'd take a look at the Panthers because they have so much offensive depth. So I took a look at the advanced stats and Mason Marchman in the last three weeks, um, he's been third on the team in shots per 60 with 11.09. He's third in individual shot attempts per 60 at 18.49 
0.9, and he's second on the team in individual scoring chances for per 60 at 13.31. So those are really good numbers, actually. That, those feel like elite numbers. Yeah, they're they're really good. And obviously, uh, probably not completely sustainable, but he's he's shown uh, some moments of brilliance here this year, Mason Marchman. He's uh, got 40 points in 47 games or something close to that. That's just that's just coming off the top of my head. But uh, he, uh, over that span, has a 6.67 shooting percentage. So he's he's been a little bit unlucky. So I, I'm feeling like um, I'm feeling like he could he he, he could uh, he could catch some fire here. He's still producing a lot, um, at least in a smaller role. He's only playing 14, 15 minutes a game. But uh, he's a good depth option. He, he plays on the third line. He plays on power play too. Um, but the Panthers score a lot and, and all of their lines produce. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm interested in Mason, Mason Marchment, especially in deep leagues. He's 18% rostered and he also hits. So in, in Bangers Cats League, he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good option there too. Um, there's a lot of Panthers that are already rostered, but of the people that are left, I feel like he might be the best of the bunch. What do you think, Binksy? Uh, I went defense with my Panthers pickup um, mm-hmm. this week, trying to, you know, seize the opportunity with that. Um, that Gustav weekend. Forsling? No. Um, okay. I went uh, with Sherratt. So. Um, oh, okay. For the bangs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going against a, a bangers monster in, in my league. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm at least trying to keep it uh, honest. Trying um, to keep up. Yep. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I like Marchment. Um, I think he's more than likely the, the most available to you on your wire. The other guys are big names. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're probably sitting on, on someone who is not in the playoffs. Um, at least the ones that would, you know, be around your waiver wire in some cases. Um, and like we talked about with the hurricanes, they're going to, you know, the Panthers are in the same boat. They're going to keep, lowering their top players by 30 seconds by a minute you know over the next few few weeks so um you could even go higher especially with his actual success they may want to see what they have you know truly in him and think about you know shuffling things around so i like it Mm -hmm. those numbers are a lot higher than i would expect yeah me too totally um so for drop this week, I didn't pick a specific player, but if your playoffs are weeks 23 to 25, so if you're in the finals right now and you have Vancouver Canucks, they are done this week. They have no more games after tomorrow, after Thursday night. So I would be, if, if you have nothing left to lose and you have ads, drop those Vancouver Canucks because you're not going to be using them anymore. Um, I think you're going to see that a little bit. Um, if you are continuing on to week 26, however, they have a decent schedule for that long week 26 um, where they have they have seven games and I think one off night. So, I, I mean, if if you're desperately trying trying to get games played and you can't afford to have uh, you can't afford to have someone not playing for three nights uh especially with those friday sunday options out there like mason marchman and and jgp and players like that um i would i would probably be be considering dropping any vancouver canuck um so that's pretty much it what what do you think about that binks well uh the first thing i thought about was that that's also true for seattle but um oh is it really i I didn't even look they don't have as many options, though. Yeah, I was going to say it's not really worth noting for Seattle, yeah. though. You yeah, don't really, I feel like nobody I feel really like, needs to know that. I feel like almost everyone on Seattle is a streamer, anyways. Like, is are there any players that you're holding on Seattle? I don't think so. Other than maybe Jared McCann, but like he's you, he's like a prime streamer. You too, you might so. have been holding them, but you're not in your semis or your finals if you are. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I looked it over and was league. like, oh them too and then i was like yeah no wonder because nobody cares yeah no one cares yeah (laughs) not worth noting at all all right let's play stream save sucks so stream save sucks is a game that we like to play uh where we pick a percent roster ship in yahoo and then we pick three players that are hovering around that percent roster ship and we pick i mean 
we compare them to each other and pick who who we would save, who we would stream, and who we would be dropping, or in our words, who sucks. So, what is our percentage this week, John? So I've got my Roman freaking Yossi on to celebrate that uh, monster thirty minutes on ice against the Sharks. Um, I say we do thirty percent. All right, let's do thirty percent. So, so hovering around thirty, we got DeBrusque, JGP, Clayton Keller. Anthony Sorelli, Jeff Carter, Jeff Skinner, Connor Garland. I, I think for the sake of like a close comparison, we go with those hybrid second, third line centers in JGP, Anthony Sorelli, Jeff Carter. I think that's the best comparison. What do you think? Okay. I'm up All for right. it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. I, I think so. So here's what I think. Uh, Anthony Sorelli right now is playing on the third line. Uh, playing with, oh shoot, I can't remember now. Uh, he's not he's not playing with Stamkos anymore. Um, no, they've got um, Ross Colton and it's not Kalorn, is it right? Uh, on the second line. Oh, Nick Paul, Nick Paul, and Paul. And, and and Ross Colton. I think Kalorn is playing with Sorelli and also Brandon Hagel. So I don't know if you're calling that the second line and Stamkos is the third line. I'm not sure. I don't I don't think so. Um, I think any line with Stamkos is is probably. Uh, he he trumps everyone else. So okay, um, but I don't love that for Sorelli. Um, he's also like, I feel like you're kind of hoping for an offensive breakout based on potential, and he still just hasn't gotten there. Um, he's a good he he gets peripherals, um, but not as much as JGP. JGP is really hot right now. Um, so hot right now. And then Jeff Carter, I. I I really like him for, um, I really like him for shots, and he's also Pittsburgh is so often injured that he moves up into the top six so easily and onto the top power play, power play so quickly and so frequently. I think Jeff Carter, uh, unless it's a dynasty league, like this is not saving for a dynasty league. This isn't this isn't a long term save. This is a season long save. I think out of those three, Jeff Carter is my save. JGP is my stream because he's pretty streaky, and then Sorelli sucks. Um, I, I mean, it's close, but uh, that that's what I would say. So, about a month ago, we were talking about um, you know playoff streaming possibilities, and we mentioned um, Blues players, we mentioned Islander players, and those guys that we talked about have all popped off. And more, you know, Rob Thomas mm-hmm. exploded. Um, Nelson has been a mainstay. We talked about Skinner later on. Um, yep. He's also, you know, just just gone Dogecoin on it recently. Um, and the name that always occurred to me in that discussion was Sorelli, right? We mm-hmm. talk about the talent. We talk about the opportunity. We talk about the schedule. And it's all there but you're absolutely right. He just hasn't put it together. And we at the trade deadline talked about Brandon Hagel going to a much better opportunity with a little bit less, um, you know, puck time basically. And that hasn't gone well either. Um, the team as a whole is not playing very well overall. Vassy is taking a nosedive recently. They want, they lost one zero to the stars last night. We're talking about a team that's yeah. won back to back cups and they lost one zero to the stars last mm-hmm. night. And I love the stars. I think they're a playoff team, but they're not but for a team. That's, that's usually an offensive juggernaut that has like all of those weapons. You got the Kucherov, Braden points, Steven Samkos, even Victor Hedman on the, on the back end. Uh, it's crazy that they're, they're not able to produce offensively right now. So um, I got to highlight my shock there because I still am checking for Sorelli in the playoffs, right? I'm, yeah. It's just a name that occurs to me, um, but he's an auto sucks for me in this list. Like yeah. it's just, it's just not happening for him um, down the stretch. So um, between the other two options, my gut says no to Carter being my save um, and JGP being the save, but um, JGP is a, is a streamer's favorite, right? He's insane for like eight, nine games mm-hmm. in a row. 
you know, it gets you a hat trick and like seven points over nine games. Yeah, you just and don't then, know when it's gonna happen. That's the and problem. then <laughs> and then when it stops, it just stops, right? So yeah. um he's my ad right now. I'm I'm digging where he's at. He's certainly got the capability to score you four goals in a night. Um, yep. he's an electric skater, but um he's he's definitely a streamer's favorite. And while I don't love Carter, the situation is the best. Um, Malkin's liable to cut somebody's finger off at any point and get suspended for the rest of the year. So, um, you know, it's, it's anybody's guess. I mean, Crosby sucker punched a dude like he, nobody knows what's going on in Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. He's, he's my save just based on opportunity. Um, and JGP is my stream based on him being an excellent stream. So. Sounds good. We agree. That's great. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about the rest of week schedule and the schedule into next week. So um, I think, uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about, about the two teams that have the Friday Sunday for the rest of the week. I think those are, those are the big ones that are, um, that are notable, I think. And if JGP and Mason Marchman aren't available in your leagues for whatever reason, um, there's a, there's still, there's still a few other options on both those teams. They have lots of lots of players that that have some value, um, even in deeper leagues. So in Florida, I talked about Marchman at eighteen percent. Anthony Duclair is also only sixty one percent. So he would be he'd be a guy to check and see if he's if he's available. Um, he plays in the top six, plays on power play one, um, and he he can score some goals. He gets gets uh, uh, shoots the puck a fair bit too. Uh, Carter Verhage too, fifty fifty three percent rostered. Um, he's, he's another option. Top six guy. Radko Gudis, uh, is only 57% rostered. So it's very low, man. If he's out there, uh, I'd be picking him up in a bangers cats for, for those hits. Cause he is, he is, a uh, he is to hits what Austin Matthews is to goals. <laughs> essentially. Uh, he is, gets so much more than anyone else in the league it's it's crazy how much he hits i think tanner Janot is the next her i don't know if he's the next best but i i i've seen him compared i've seen their numbers compared side by side and uh i mean guda still has 70 more hits this year or something like that it's it's crazy um yeah, the, the, the discrepancy don't quote me on that, those numbers exactly but it, it's, is crazy it's close to that uh, Gustav Forsling also 28% rostered. He's been hot offensively lately. Um, he hasn't been actually far behind Mason Marchment. Um, I was talking about those advanced stats. Gustav Forsling is not far behind him, and, and which is crazy because he's a defenseman uh, over the last few weeks. So he, uh, he, he's got something going on there, off, at least offensively. He doesn't do much in terms of peripherals. So in a points league, maybe um, he'd be an interesting pickup. Anton Lundell as well plays with Marchment on the third line. 18% rostered. Um, he might be worth a look. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan uh, of his, uh, especially if there's other options out there. Um, is there any anyone else from Florida you got your eye on? No, I think you hit all the bullet points. I personally am much higher on, on Lindell than I think you are. I think those are both just uh, gut feelings for us. Like if you had if you had asked me Marchman or Lindell before presenting um, those in-depth stats, I would have just gut said Lindell. Um, so that that's just a gut call for me, but Man, cle- L- clearly. Lindell's a great player. I, I think he's going to be awesome too. Um, he just doesn't have the, the, uh, the deployment right now. Like the, there's too many, there's too many guys in the top. Six. Like if he was in the top six, I think I'd be a little more interested, but I think Marchment brings a lot, brings more in terms of peripherals. So that kind of gets me a little more interested in Marchment. These, that's, uh, that's really I have to say, before we before we move on to the Islanders, um, this roster ship percentage on Duclair and uh, Gudis seems very low. Like, there's got to yeah. be like a, a margin of error for leagues that have crapped out at this point or something. Because, yeah. you know, like I would expect, you know, twenty points higher on both of those guys. So yeah, I would I would have too. I would have thought Gudis was a mainstay just because of those hits, but I guess not. Uh the Islanders, we talked about JGP, we've talked about Nelson and Lee. They're also pretty available. Nelson and Lee both at 43%, JGP at 30%. 
Ryan Pulak, I've talked about him a lot the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's 24% rostered, good for blocks, good for hits, shoots the puck. Hasn't been as great uh, in terms of points lately, um, but he, he chips in a little bit there too sometimes. Uh, Kyle Palmieri playing with JGP right now. So he's he's an interesting... Yeah, um, yeah he's he's had an increase in ice time lately. I guess they're, they're kind of the pseudo second line. Um, they're really... They're really playing well together, those three guys. Yeah, and Josh Bailey's the Josh Bailey's a third. He's he's three percent rostered, so super available. Palmieri seven percent. Josh Bailey had two goals the other night. He's yeah, really he's had a really rough year. But um, if he's playing hot right now, and you're in a really deep league where JGP and Palmieri aren't available, um, might be worth a look. So that's that's pretty much all the options that I can see there. Is there anyone else in the Islanders? Like, do, do you like any of these guys more than others other than JGP? Um, I've never been really enamored with Nelson. Uh, repeatedly, mm-hmm. I, I left him on my wire and went a different route. Um, I have paid more attention to JGP um, since you and Nate were talking about him. Uh, and then seeing him in person um, as he broke down the ice was just like, who is this dude? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and just paying more attention to him night to night has really garnered my interest. He's um, he plays the kind of hockey that I really enjoy, which is just like, you know, three strides and he's down the ice and going top shelf. I really just, just gets my hockey boner going. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I have to ask you, um, yeah, what do you think about Dobson right now? Because he's on people's yeah. shortlist to be dropped after, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a ridiculous stretch. And now it's playoff crunch time and people are going, is this coming back around? Like what's, what's the short story here? I don't know, man. I, I really don't. Uh, he's, he's struggled lately. He hasn't scored a goal in 20 games or something like that. Yeah, it, And uh, he, I mean, is is touch and go in terms of in terms of peripherals and shots and 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 uh, assists, even power play points, which is which is what people were were snapping him up for. So I I don't I don't know what's going on with Dobson. He's he's available in one of my leagues, and I keep considering picking him up. But it's such a it's so do or die right now. Like every move uh, means a lot. I I just haven't right. been able to to do it. So I don't know, man. I I I don't know what to say about Dobson. I don't either. I'm uh, I'm actually hoping that uh, Nate will will dive into it on the truth. So, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, so we'll just kind of do a rapid fire through next next week or week twenty six. It's not really a week. It's like a week and a half almost, or maybe a little more even. Um, so there are a bunch of teams that have seven games, which is the most that any team plays um, over that span of time. So we'll go through the best schedule. So. The best schedules. So the teams with the most off nights through those seven that play seven games are Arizona, Chicago, and Seattle. Which that's not not great. It's slim pickings there. Let's be totally honest. There's not a lot of options. All those teams are really struggling right now. Um, I mean, Arizona. Shane Gossespierre is still forty two percent rostered. Nick Schmaltz twenty eight percent. He's still scoring a bit without Keller, uh, even without Keller, which is not something I expected. Me neither. Then you got Lawson Krause who chips in a bit and has hits and hits a lot. He's a good option for hits and a bangers cats and Phil Kessel at 9% rostered. Um, He's still putting up points. So, but I mean, Arizona is kind of back to being Arizona again. So I, I don't know that I'd be really stoked about any of those guys. Uh, Chicago, the same Chicago has been freaking brutal lately. They uh, like especially brutal. I mean, they've been brutal all season, but they've been especially bad lately. Uh, and I just don't, I don't love any Blackhawk, uh, the way that the uh, the players are being deployed, and just the way that they're playing right now. They've got to bring it down on power play two. Uh, yeah, I don't. They they moved him away from Patrick Kane. Like Kurashev is playing with Kane and Taves right now on the top line, and then you got Strom with Debrinket and Reichel. Uh, Calvin DeHaan's hurt, which he's normally a good option for peripherals. He he's a block machine. Yeah. Um. So maybe like Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy, uh, as like fringe guys if you really need peripherals. But I I just can't I can't encourage you to pick anyone up on Chicago, uh, 
for that seven game stretch. Just, I just, they're just so bad. Um, Seattle, I mean, Jared McCann and Jordan Eberle are both 17% rostered. They're both legitimate options. Um, also, like, I wrote down Maddie Beneers because he he's their top draft pick, and he all of a sudden is in the lineup. He played a game the other night. But I tried to look him up on Yahoo, and he doesn't <laughs> exist. So I, I don't know if they're going to add him in or what, but uh, he's, a, he's an interesting guy to look at too he's playing on the top line and the top power play so uh they're just they're giving them a go rolling them into the fire so so i don't know man i i'm i'm not super stoked i think jared mccann out of those three teams i think jared mccann is the only guy that i be i would consider what like is there anyone there for for you well you know we talked about strom a few times over the last few yeah. weeks um and, but he's not getting that deployment anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the deployment was what was key in that streak, and I saw it coming to a close um, one way or the other, talent-wise, production-wise, or deployment-wise, right? Um, so what occurs to me when we're looking at the top of this seven-game 26 slate is that – all four of these teams are playing on off nights, right? And we get a lot of questions about where do we um, draw the line between maximizing games played and choosing a player with less games and higher talent, right? Um, and one of the distinguishing factors for me, we talked about this off air a little bit before getting started. Uh, it really depends on the team around them. So in Arizona and Chicago and Seattle's case, punt that that extra game for one less game on a much, much, much higher um, skill team, more goal opportunity, more power play opportunity, and frankly, more to play for in general. Like if you're talking about Matty Beniers being on top line, like they're clearly just like, all right, we're good. Like let's get some ticket revenue. Let's let's uh, let's get some yeah. on ice shots for for the promo videos next year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these, for his these, hockey card. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, the Chicago is splitting up their only successful line like they're trying other stuff for later at this point. So, yeah, um, as a as a solid segue, like we're we're moving into Colorado. You know what I mean? Like go with a, a better team with with better available options as opposed to getting one extra game on an off night. Yeah. With almost as many off nights too. So, so moving into teams with, with seven games and three off nights in week 26, uh, we got Colorado, Dallas and Washington. So much better in terms of quality of, of team. Um, Colorado has some guys available that are, that are playing minutes. Uh, Nachushkin is still only 31% rostered. Uh, he's playing on line two with Comfer and Lekkinen. So not quite, uh, not quite what you'd hope for. Not um, not what it not, was three. Not weeks what ago. it was when when Landis Cog first went down. But he's still on power play one, so that's I mean worth noting for sure. Um, I like Eric Johnson for peripherals. He's a guy that I've picked up a few times, although not not incredibly ideal. Uh, Josh Manson also hits a lot. Might might be worth a look. I don't know. He doesn't really do anything else. Um, he's only seven percent rostered. Arturi Lekkinen is also playing on power play one. I don't know how long that's going to last, but he's two percent rostered. So I, I mean, I mean, if they keep, if they keep him there, if they keep trying him on PP one with with McKinnon and and Rantanen and and Kale McCarr, uh, I, I mean, it's interesting <laughs> at the very least. Um, so, so I would I'd be much more interested in guys like Nichushkin, uh with Colorado, um, Dallas. I mean, we've talked about them before they're they're a good team they're playing well but there's they don't really have a lot of people that are available that really bring you a lot of value i still like essa lindell and he's back he's healthy again so that's great um he's a stat sheet filler doesn't do anything really really well but does a lot of things pretty well so uh yeah i i'm not really interested in anyone else uh on dallas in washington uh, TJ Oshie is 59% rostered. I think that's mostly because he was hurt most of the year. So a lot of people just couldn't couldn't handle having him on the IR and they needed to free up that spot. Um, 
So he is still pretty available. I would check and see if he's out there. He gets hits and he's he's plays in the top six, plays on the power play. Um, very interesting option. Uh, and Martin Fehervari, I don't really know how to say that properly. Uh, he's he's really good for peripherals and he plays a ton. So he's 13% rostered. But those are the two guys that I would be considering. Um, do you like anyone else, John? Is there anyone anyone that I that I uh, that I talked about that you particularly like or dislike? Not from this list. Um, yeah. I have a couple of uh, names that I have my finger on the pulse. I'm pulling up their their pages just yep. to see what's going on with them, uh, and that's Bowen Byram and okay. uh, Dennis Gurionov. Both of them immensely sure. talented. Um, both of them serious offensive threats when they actually get the time on ice. So yeah, that's uh, for key. For very different reasons, they're they're not getting the time on ice. Byram obviously coming back from whatever that was all season yeah. long, concussion uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, whatever it was, right? Yeah. Um, if there was a time for them to spike his usage and see what they've got in him before the playoffs come, it's probably right now. Um, and Earnestly, I think if the stars are going to be successful in the playoffs, Dennis Gurionov is going to have to be a part of it in the same way that he has been over the last couple of years. Um, and the same way that they randomly get an AHL call up um, third line center that scores three goals and and knocks out the avalanche in the playoffs. You know, like they they need that gunner. Um, to make the offense go outside of their top three that's that's been winning them games all year. So those two names I'm paying attention to. Sure. Um, I don't I don't have any um, you know false hopes of of needing to add them, um, but I'm definitely paying attention. You know what I mean? If if there's a, a two or three game streak where they're either one of them or scoring goals, I'm definitely considering it. Okay. Uh. Ottawa is the only team with seven games and two off nights. Uh, Batherson, Norris, Stutzla, those are the three guys I would look for. Batherson is 56% rostered, which still I can't believe how low. Josh Norris's roster ship has jumped up considerably uh, over the last week. He's up to 61%, but still could be available. He's been really, really hot. He's been awesome. Uh, and Tim Stutzla, who scored two empty netters last night, I can't freaking believe it. That dump, uh, that dumps some people's seasons, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it, honestly, like that might be the difference between me w- winning my matchup because my opponent in one of my leagues has Tim Stutzla. Like it's it's that really bummed me out. <laughs> but he's thirty five percent rostered. He gets hits too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't I don't really know if there's many other senators that you, that are worth looking at at this point in the year. Uh, what what do you think? It's the trio. We've talked about it before. Um, You know, people always have a fourth name that they have, they have questions about, but if it's not one of those three guys, I I don't really care. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, We got four teams with seven games and one off night. Uh, That's Calgary, Minnesota, New Jersey, Vancouver. Uh, Calgary has Tyler Toffoli, 56% rostered. Really interested in him. He's playing now. He's up on line two. He's getting more minutes than he was right after the trade. Um, and he's on power play one. So I really like Tyler Toffoli. Uh, and Blake Coleman for peripherals. He's 26% rostered, so pretty pretty available. So if you're behind in peripherals and, and you're looking for shots, hits, blocks, all of that, um, Coleman is interesting. Not not a surefire ad, but, but uh, definitely worth taking a look at minnesota so this is this is the most interesting one in my opinion matt boldy is healthy and he's back he's 13 percent rostered and he's playing on power play one and line two again so he's getting that deployment uh he's scoring points and people clearly haven't noticed so that is an interesting situation that i would definitely try and capitalize on going into this seven game or this this long week twenty six. Um, if you're looking for some offense, because Minnesota also has been scoring a lot. Uh, they destroyed whatever team they were playing last night. I can't even remember. But uh, yeah, the Oilers. They crushed the Oilers last night. So um, 
Matt they, Boldy definitely they were sipping on that anger juice, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that Ryan Hartman. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. So oh, good. Oh man, flipping off uh, Evander Kane. I just, think he speaks for pretty much everyone. For a lot of that. people, and for Evander Kane's ex-wife, apparently. Did you see I her? I saw she, that. She like Venmoed him like two hundred bucks for She's... him to go towards his fine. Can we talk about how she Venmoed a millionaire two hundred dollars? Yeah, for, I mean, uh, what? That, how much is the fine? I, I like like five thousand. That's 10, a publicity 000? stunt, I think. That's that's like a two hundred dollars. That's, that's just a fuck you to to Evander Kane, I think. Yeah, but More Evander Kane. Is. That yeah. that was that was an f you to Evander Kane, who's going to make like ten million dollars this year, right? Like yeah. twelve million. So yeah, probably give was, her five of it, right? It was an <laughs> f you that was like the equivalent of like me giving someone an f you for like thirty five cents. You know, it's like. Really? Yeah, no, I I understand. I understand. She could have paid the whole but fine and not thought about it at all. You I know? Th- like, I, I'm willing to bet that money is not really a, a an obstacle for her either. So they're so all doing. I, okay. I think it's more it's more for the memes. Uh, New Jersey has a couple of options. So so Nico Heischer with with Jack Hughes out. Nico Heischer is the top center, and he has seven points in his last three games. Um, so that that's worth worth taking a look at for sure. He's 34% rostered, so pretty available. And then was Sharon that, Gold, is it, was, was that, sorry? Was that uh was that four games ago that Hughes went out? How many games ago was that? Uh I can't remember. It wasn't that long ago. Um, so uh, definitely worth taking a look at Nico Heeshear. He's he's uh he's heating up. Uh and Sharon Govich uh is playing with Heeshear, not playing on the top power play, but playing with him five on five. He had three points last game. He's nine percent rostered, so super available. So maybe maybe worth a look. Uh, and then Vancouver has a few options. Connor Garland uh, is 31% rostered. He's on line one right now and power play one. Uh, with They have a couple forwards out right now, so he's moved up in the lineup. And he has six points in his last four games. So uh, definitely an interesting option. Luke Shen is pretty good for hits, uh, but not really much else. He's 17% rostered. So if you're behind in hits, then maybe, uh, maybe take a look at Luke Shen. Um, but... Also with Vancouver, take a look for guys that um, desperate teams are dropping. I was going to say, sneaky, sneaky ads for next year, week, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Take a look at that waiver wire because there's going to be some Vancouver players that that become available, I think. Um, yeah, so that's it for, for seven games, one off night. Uh, are there any, what, do you have any other comments on that? No, I think Not the really. uh, the the note about sneaky ads from Vancouver for for next week is the most important. Even Garland yep. at thirty one percent is is a really good look for next week. Um, you know, we won't we won't chat about it for a minute, but um, that's definitely something I'm gonna, I'm going to be looking at on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. And really quickly, um, j- there's a few games with uh, seven games and zero off nights. It's Boston, Florida, New York, Islanders, San Jose, and Tampa Bay. Boston, uh, Eric Halla has been a legitimate points option uh, lately, and he obviously hits uh, as usual, but he's he's been scoring points. You brought him up really early in the season, and uh, uh, I was skeptical, but he's he's figuring it out. So that's uh, that's an interesting streaming option. Jake DeBrusque is also 33% rostered, uh, still uh, still playing on line one and power play one. So I really like Jake DeBrusque. Um, we talked about Florida and the Islanders already, so I won't talk about them. Uh, San Jose's got Eric Carlson at 53%, but he's been really, really cold. Uh, Logan Couture. 52%. It's risky. He still shoots and hits, uh, but he's he's really streaky too. San Jose just in general on offense has been really cold. Don't go to um, San Jose. Yeah. Do um, unless you need hits and blocks in which Mario Ferraro, who's 5% rostered, does that pretty well. So maybe, maybe an option there for a stream in a Bangers Cats. Um, and then Tampa Bay, they're also really cold offensively, um, but I mean, could heat up at any time. Um, Nick Paul's been been actually pretty good since uh, in the last few games. He's five percent rostered, playing with Stamkos right now, uh, as is Ross Colton, also five percent rostered. Um, he has point zero point five points per game, two hits and two shots per game uh, with Tampa Bay. Like just since he's been there, 
Uh, and then Ross Colton has similar numbers over that stretch. Um, so when maybe one of those two guys um, might be interesting. Brandon Hagel. Like, sorry. I feel like they're running out of steam, you know? I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is worth noting. Uh, they've had two long playoff runs for two straight years. They've gone all the way to the cup. Like it could be, they're just getting tired. Yeah. You know? And they're not, you know, they're not a young team to begin with. So they're not, no, their big guys are, are, I mean, in their prime or starting to starting to reach the back half of their career. So um, that, I mean, that's an interesting point for sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still expecting them to to find another gear in the playoffs. So, like uh, I said, I, I keep pretty comfortably in there. Yeah, uh, Hagel is pretty available, but not really doing much. Uh, Corey Perry's been really cold. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Sorelli. Um, he but he's been on line three with Kalorn and, and Hagel. Kalorn is 55% rostered, but he's playing on PP one. So if he's out there, maybe an interesting option but man like they're they're really cold right now i don't i don't know i'm yeah I'm skeptical about them for the rest of the season um but that's it that's uh that's it for your seven gamers that's that was quite a mouthful but uh <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll move on uh let's go to the mailbag uh so question one we got one from filthy casual ben why does my wife hate my fantasy hockey team <laughs> So, I, so I've been thinking about this. I have three theories, okay? Yeah. One, Ben, your team is terrible, and she thinks you're wasting your money. Yep. Two, your team is excellent, and you're wasting all of your time uh, on fantasy hockey and not paying attention to her. And three, she's in your league, and you're beating her. Those are my guesses. That's true. Those are all very good guesses. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on the second one. That's um, spending all your time on thinking and and playing fantasy hockey and not spending time with her. If you're getting to a point <laughs> where you're having thoughts of, man, I'd be I'd be so much better if I was single. I'd be so much better at fantasy hockey. Um, and you're having like uh, you're imagining being single and and just crushing fantasy hockey i think you better dial it back a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> that's uh uh you're maybe maybe getting into it a little bit it's like michael much. jordan says stop get just, help maybe yeah maybe just take a break <laughs> uh question two from the pork man uh what was the smallest slash silliest thing you guys believe derailed a season well, the first reply in the Discord was an April snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, and that honestly, maybe like I don't. Did I mention this on mic? But I have I have Ehlers and and Hellebuck in the Patron League, and I was like, that's going to give me such an advantage. Those are two significant players on Winnipeg, and they have all these off nights this week. And now, like that's one night. That's one start. I'm not going to get from Hellebuck. And that's that's one night of like shots and points that I'm not going to get at Ehlers. So that 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 hurts me. Um, so I don't know. There could be that. It could be Tim Stutzla scoring two empty netters uh, in the same game. Uh, I I can't think of anything in the past. Can you think of any like prior seasons where there was some stupid thing that screwed you up? Oh man. Um... You know, nothing personally um, yeah. tags me, but um, but speaking of tags, stuff like Crosby randomly sucker punching somebody, um, stuff yeah. like, like Chara just tossing, who was it, into the boards the other night? Um, just or Mal Malkin, Mal getting, Malkin getting a five-game suspension right, at, right in your fantasy Mal playoffs. Like Malkin like, owners probably are not very happy right now. Like, I can't even, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I mean, luckily, earlier in the year, he wasn't, like, a top pick. So you weren't, like, spending, just because he was hurt for the first half of the season, you weren't spending uh, crazy draft capital on him. Ooh, but here's I mean, one, maybe for this year. Uh, for whatever reason, people may be a, a Jake Allen owner. <laughs> And oh. having his premier starts tossed out the window for for Carey Price to get a look see at the end of the season. That's true. Yeah, that's true. 
there's a lot of silliness going on in in this year's playoffs for sure. Is Bryce playing tonight? Uh, the or last no. I looked at it, I feel it, like he I would have heard about it. The last I looked at it, he was still listed on IR and Yahoo, but okay, you know, yeah. they're not exactly the most up to date in an update. So yeah, that doesn't always. They're pretty good though. Better, better than better than you'd expect for just like a fantasy hockey platform. Um, let's go to question three from the Mark Skinner, as per usual. Who is the better pickup for a stream for the rest of the week? <laughs> I mean, we've kind of already like exhausted this, but so the funny <laughs> thing is, um, before that question came in, um, I was considering JGP and Hayes um, as my Hayes, yeah. Uh, pickup options this week right i went with jgp out of personal preference um and my own track record yesterday um i seriously considered hayes um if you're in a points league that is not um using hits or blocks then then i think hayes is a a real winner just with the shot total and um and the opportunity and um i'm pretty sure atkinson went down with uh an upper body injury yesterday so Um, so that's another, uh, you know, uh, notch another in his belt against, yeah. against Hayes. Yeah. So, uh, and then Olofsson, Olofsson was the other guy that he mentioned. Uh, uh, Olofsson has been really good lately. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I still think I would go with JGP. Um, and that's mainly because he's got that Friday, Saturday or sorry, Friday, Sunday, uh, off night situation. Uh, whereas the other the other guys don't and frankly he's the hottest of the three so yeah um, yeah well, I, I while think he's uh super hot he's he's just somebody i'm leaning on for sure so definitely definitely and our last question from the nate g uh what percentage of winning a fantasy hockey league is luck so i i want <laughs> i feel like I wanna, this is a dick at you i feel like though. yes i absolutely do I, I i wanted to point that out i think there's a little salt right now because yeah. Nate got knocked out in the quarterfinals and I'm in the finals. Um, so, but uh, if we look at it in, uh, I mean, uh, I'll look at it level headed. I think it's probably about 70, 30. So I think 70% strategy uh, and skill and 30% luck. So th- that's still a significant amount of luck because like if all your players get hurt uh that could completely derail your season. And then those little things like, like we just talked about, like Malkin getting suspended for four games, Tim Stutzla scoring two empty netters. Uh, if you're in a cats league with shutouts, game winning goals, like all these different things like that, then that increases that, that actually probably increases the percentage of luck uh, in leagues like that. So I think it, it probably depends on your league settings too. Um, but uh, in leagues like the patron league where, I mean, it's set up so that it's more about strategy and skill. Um, there's no, there's none of these like bonus, bonus things like shutouts or game winning goals or uh, stat categories like that. Um, so it's a little more about about skill and strategy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely elements of luck, like Pavelski showing up on the waiver wire and and me just picking him up, and all of a sudden he gets hot, like. I mean, you can't, years old. You, you can't truly predict that. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say that. It, yeah. Anyways. So I would say 70, 30. What do you think? Thanks. Um, you know, I, I turned to the, um, to the often quoted, um, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Right. So um, there's anything that can happen, especially in the playoffs. Like I really, really wanted to, um, pick up a Winnipeg player and then he was snatched in front of me by my matchup and now he's not going to play tonight. You mean you're you not know? waking up? You're not setting an alarm at two in the morning to, to, to make some ads right at the oh. top of the clock. Oh, I did. He beat me. Oh, to you it. did. Oh, wow. He beat me to it. Okay. That's yeah. pretty hardcore. I know. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> actually it's uh, my first two picks actually were snaked in front of me. Um, so um, we got a we got a little bit of random variation stats in in our counting stats, but um, but the the owners are very much interested. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think I think seventy thirty is 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 a good math on that. Um, yeah. I'm I'm probably closer to eighty twenty because even you know there's so much up and down with ads and drops every week. Um, 
I'm going to go with 80, 20. I think it's, I think it's 20% luck as far as, as far as hockey goes. anyway. But that 20% could still completely destroy your season. So yeah. Uh, you know what? I think that's it for us tonight. Thank you all for listening. Uh, check out at the Apples and Genos Discord. John, Nate, and myself are in there all the time talking fantasy hockey. Uh, Nate's really good at answering questions promptly, so use him as a resource. Also, follow us on TikTok at Apples and Genos, and also on Twitter. John's at Binklemania. I'm at Just Josh and Four One, and Nate is at Apples Genos. All right. So this is Josh. And John, Binksy, and Hutch signing off. Have a good one, folks. Good night, world.